when you say sprint cars and stuff like that, I'm assuming y'all are in with the world of outlaws and all the uh, the, the big events. Yeah, cars, mini sprints, midgets. Oh, they like, they like me called little people now, correct? I'm sorry. <laughs> Alrighty ho jeepers it's time for another roundtable episode and we're going to be doing a Q&A tonight uh, with our guest and more about that a little later. Uh, I just want to jump in really quick at the beginning here and uh, we don't normally do this but I was uh, had such a great time talking with uh, Todd of uh, Trail Off-Roads or Trails Off-Road. Damn it I had it up to get it right. I'm sorry Todd. I'm, I'm going to make sure it's right right now. Trailsoffroad.com. And uh, great conversation, and I couldn't help but talk about being stuck up on Metal Masher and not having a way to get off the mountain as far as a, a map or anything. And it was a mistake on my part for doing it that way. Uh, but now I know about TrailsOffRoad.com, and I will ha- always have the ability to find my way uh, up, over, and around the trail, and, and more importantly, off the trail, <laughs> to get back to civilization. So if you guys don't know about uh, Trails Off-Road already, uh, head over to TrailsOffRoad.com and check it out. I was very impressed with it. It's really nice. And I don't know how you how you find me there, but uh, the, the Jeep Talk Show, Tony at the Jeep Talk Show, is on there, and uh, you can see my reviews and some of the trails uh, that I went on at uh, Easter Jeep Safari. So I think you guys know how this stuff works by now. Uh, If not, if you're new here, uh, welcome. Uh, We do a roundtable. We record the roundtable every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And it can be just a series of Jeep-related questions. Sometimes not uh, Jeep-related questions, but they're funny. Uh, and then uh, it could also be a uh, an interview, a mini interview, and then a Q&A with a guest. And tonight we're going to be talking with Craig. He is with MotorState.com. They are a, a distributing company, MotorState Distributing. And uh, we're going to be talking with him in here in just a few minutes. Uh, and I want to remind everybody about uh, our, uh, our newsletter, our uh, Patreon, and uh, several other things. Uh, maybe you want to reach out to us and let us know, uh, you know, just, just touch base with us. Let us know how your Easter Jeep Safari went. Uh, were you actually in uh, Moab or were you uh, uh, jonesing for it from all the pictures uh, from, uh, from back, uh, you know, back home? So you, I don't know if you, if you followed us along, if you follow us on Instagram, but we did a lot of posts on Instagram while we were there and then some afterwards. It was a great uh, just a great adventure, and I think we had about ten or twelve uh, Jeep talk show uh, Jeeps out there. So it wasn't like I went out there by myself. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of friendly people there, and a lot of people that already knew about the Jeep talk show that were so friendly and helpful. And uh, I certainly appreciate that. It, but it was like it wasn't like going to some place you'd never been and you didn't know anybody. Is I guess is what I'm saying. And hopefully next year, uh, the Jeep Talk Show team is going to be even larger and more fun. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, I'm still, I'm just blown away. There were so many uh, people there from Jeep Talk Show this year. So thank you very much to everybody that went and uh, made my, uh, my adventure out there so great. Because really, that was the whole reason for you being there, just so I would have a good time, right? <laughs> All right, well, let's get over to our, uh, our interview and Q&A with Craig. So, uh, Craig has been interested in off-road activities uh, for most of his life, starting with dirt, dirt bikes in his early teens and graduated to three-wheelers and full-size trucks in his late teens uh, <laughs> and early 20s, finally acquiring his first Jeep in 1997, a 1983 CJ7. He would have uh, this Jeep for 21 years, uh, doing complete rebuilds twice. Oh, wow. The final version featured a Ford 302HO uh, with a C4. His most recent Jeep is a 2018 JL Unlimited um, Rubicon on 37s. Oh, very nice. Uh, with beadlocks and a host of other modifications. Oh, I know. They get so so numerous, it's hard to uh, hard to remember them all. And then you feel like they're kids. You know, you, you forgot that modification like you can't remember your kid's name or something. Craig has been in the automotive market uh, aftermarket for 40 years, spending the entire time working for Motor State Distributing, where he is the office manager and also brand manager for SureTracks. Craig, thank you a lot for being with us tonight. And uh, wow, I mean, my gosh, one job for 40 years. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's been an experience, and uh, you know, thanks for having me tonight. Oh, sure. So, uh, but you certainly seem to have the, the the Jeep bug, the Jeep infection. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, uh, as you mentioned, I had kind of full size trucks when I was younger, and 
And uh, I had a, a really good friend of mine that was a customer that we kind of got into four wheeling together in the in the in the, the serious trail riding, I guess I'll call it, in the mid, mid to late '80s and maybe early '90s. And I had a uh, full size Bronco, big, you know, good good size lift and winch bumpers and all the stuff on it. And we went on a trail ride, and I had just got done redoing that and uh, caved in the whole side of it with a uh, hitting a tree after just literally weeks after painting it. No. And I watched all the guys in in the Jeeps that just drove anywhere they wanted to and rode, drove around everything. And <laughs> I said, that's the end of that. So, <laughs> Well, you know, my first four-wheel drive was a 1983 uh, short wheelbase uh, Chevrolet pickup, and I had 37-inch tires on it. Now, I didn't do what you did, but then again, I wasn't out there on, on Jeep trails in that big beast. Uh, the only thing, yeah, I, that was the only thing I did with mine was mud, and I mean, at the time, I thought that was that was what off roading was. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of mud. I used to do more of it than I do now, and then I got tired of car washing for hours. Oh, when I came home. Three hours at the <laughs> car wash, and then they started putting up signs about uh, "Don't bring your mudder over here." <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. But come home and put it up on jack stands, pull the wheels off, pull the brakes off. That got old. <laughs> and, no, and no matter how well you cleaned it, uh, six months later, usually during the summer, these big, huge dirt clods would <laughs> would drop off of it, you know, driving down the interstate. And you see this this missile being launched out behind your truck. And I'm sure they were talking oh, about, the, you know, the, the oh, that's one of them big trucks dumping their, all their trash on the road. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anyway, it was it was fine. I really enjoyed it, uh, but it was mainly an on-road vehicle. I call them land yachts is, is about what the, the bro-dozers are uh, good for. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it, it says here in your intro that you uh, rebuilt uh, the CJ7 twice. Was it better the second time? <laughs> it kept getting better every time. Yeah, it kept getting better. When I, when I originally bought it, I actually bought it from a customer of mine that was a Corvette shop. And they, I know the guys really well, and uh, we got into a conversation one time, and he said, well, I got this, I think it was after I wrecked the Bronco or messed it up, and he said, well, I got this Jeep that I did a bunch of work to for this farmer, and he doesn't want to pay me for it, because he said it was $1,100 to do brakes on it, because this Corvette shop, they did everything right, and the guy said, it's not worth that, and he just brought me the title. So he said, for a grand, you can have it. So I said, all right. I'll come get it. So I came and got it, and it was an 83 CJ7 with a with the straight six oh and a three-speed at the time. Gee. Hard top, hard doors, but the body was just gone. But the frame, which, you know, in Michigan, that's a big deal. The frame and everything was really solid and really, really nice. So I started with that and a whole bunch of probably two gallons worth of Tiger Hair Bondo and got it where it was not Swiss cheese and... uh First time I rebuilt it, found a found a YJ frame, a YJ body. I swapped the YJ body on it. It was a better body and, you know, galvanized and all that stuff. But left it as a CJ, and I beat it up pretty good. And then I decided, I'm going to do it again after a few years. And then I, the second time around, I did it, fixed the body up real nice, and I decided no more trees. I'm not going to stay away from that kind of stuff. So um, painted a flat, kind of a satin black and, and uh, kind of went from there, but you know, it's, you guys all know that you just keep you keep doing. Nothing's ever good enough, and one thing you know leads to another, and uh, eventually it ended up with a, a 302 HO in it. With a because uh, I'm a I'm a Ford guy at heart, so uh, had a had a I ended up swapping a four speed in it. And my daughter, who was 16, wanted to drive it. She didn't like driving because the clutch was too heavy. So eventually, I switched it to a performance automatic C4. And uh, that was kind of how it was when I ended up getting rid of it. But um, well, it, was I'm nice, it was a pretty nice. I'm surprised you got rid of it. Well, I had that, and I also had a, a JK Unlimited, a Gecko Green one. I like the bright colors. And uh, we drove a JL in February of 2018 when they first came out. We, my wife and I went and drove one, and she just looked at me and she said, we need to get rid of both Jeeps and get one of these. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I can buy a Jeep? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I was, I was really... We ended up doing. Yeah, no no expersions or whatever whatever the word is uh, against the, the JKs, but the JKs always kind of reminded me of uh, like a minivan interior or a car interior. And the JL and the JT 
I really like the interior design of it. It looked a lot more jeepy, if that's a thing. So uh, I've been a lot more impressed with the JLs and the JTs uh, than I was with the JKs. Now, the TJs I loved, uh, and uh, we've got three of them in the family uh, now with uh, my two daughters and my wife. And um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy with the design of the JL, and I hope that, uh, I guess, in another seven or eight years or whatever, when they come out with something else, I hope they maintain that, that jeepiness about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I saw the new, was it, 24s, and I'm not real big fan of the dash that they did with it, with that kind of standout uh, infotainment center that does it's not integrated in the dash anymore. Uh, it's so, that's kind of a that's a kind of the way everybody's going, and it's and yeah, I agree uh-huh. with you. It's not really utilitarian, I guess. It looks to me way. like it's going to collect. It's going to yeah, it's going to collect dirt. Is what it looks like to me. Right. Well, you know, everybody, especially like I say, the kids. The kids love them big screens, you know. So uh, yeah, and true. I, and I think a lot of that probably comes from Tesla as well. Hell, it may be coming from Jeep because their their Grand Wagoneer has a big screen in it as well. So they may be uh, doing it because of that. But uh, maybe they got a good deal on a, a lot of those big screens. So uh, <laughs> now, like you, I think uh, you had said here uh, that the, the, a lot of people probably haven't heard of uh, of your company uh but you guys have been around for a very long time and and when i first mm-hmm. read the name of it i was thinking of uh, oil <laughs> i was thinking of the, the, yeah. the what is it motor state oil or something like that so but that this yeah. doesn't have anything to do with that no no we're we're a full full uh, line you know warehouse distributor and we don't strictly deal in performance and accessories and we've been same as WD of the year, I think six times. I saw that. That's um, really nice. Yeah. So um, the only one that'll ever be six times because they changed the name of that award now. So nobody can have it more than us. So oh, but, uh, nice. Yeah, we, do, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we have. Uh, geez, I don't even know what the, no, what the number is. Six hundred and fifty, maybe vendor uh, brands that we deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But we don't do anything. It's strictly wholesale, so we don't really do anything. Um, you know, we don't deal the general public. Right. Um, we do have we do have a showroom, and we have uh, which is called Lane Automotive. And Lane Automotive is actually the parent company uh, that for for the whole organization. But uh, yeah, it's strictly wholesale. We sell all over the world. Uh, every we do, of course, all the United States, Canada, and probably thirty two or thirty three different countries um, around the world. So we can we can ship stuff anywhere. Uh, we're not really known for the off road and you know in the Jeep stuff, but we do a fair amount of it, and we're primarily known for racing. That's the owner's main interest is in is in circle track and, and drag racing, sprint car racing, that kind of stuff. Um, but you know a lot of the stuff, it's performance is performance. It doesn't matter if it's got one drive axle or two drive axles. It's still it's still performance. We all want to go faster or climb higher or whatever the case may be. So, um, if if I would assume that one of the reasons for being on the the show tonight and doing the Q and A, since you can't sell directly to the to our listeners, uh, you can mention companies where you can uh, where they can get products that you guys supply, or uh, how how does that work? How what what can the, we do for you to get you more known in the industry? Well, I I would say you know to, to anybody support support your local speed shop or your local four-wheel drive shop or your local, you know, the guy that's on the corner, that's, you know, that's our, our bread and butter is. Um, we do do some fulfillment for, for some places, but um, the, the, the B2B business, I think, I think there's a place for fulfillment, you know, in, in our industry and in anybody's industry, but the, by fulfillment, I mean, you're talking about, you know, e-commerce type stuff, mm-hmm. but the bread, the, the B2B customers, you know, the local shops that are out there, um, those are the guys that have most of the knowledge, you know, that can answer your questions, that can, and, you know, get you the right parts, help you fix stuff, you know, so it's really important to, to support them. And, you know, that's kind of what we're here for is a little bit of that is looking if there's anybody, if there's anybody that has a business that's listening and is looking for a source for some stuff, hey, we're out there. You know, we, we do a really good job. We ship almost the same day, um, depending on the time of year. This time of year, we start getting really, really backed up and really busy. So, um Stuff might roll over to the next day, but that's about it. You know, pretty much everything ships same day. Excellent. 
Well, um, let's. Uh, we've already gone about 15 minutes into this. I, I want to get the Zoom people in here so they can start asking questions. So uh, I'll just sure. say, I'll just say, Zoom people, uh, there is no dumb question. Uh, this is a. Uh, uh, kind of a, an unknown. So any question that you think might be dumb is probably a great question that somebody else wants to ask or one of our listeners would like to ask. So uh, what would you like to know about uh, MotorState.com uh, uh, and, uh, you know, get get the information from them. They do have an off-road uh, a, a cubby hole or a section. Uh, I saw that on their site. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, a motor... <clears throat> motorstate.com is where you want to go to, to have a look. And as always, whenever it's your first time speaking tonight, please say your uh, your name and your general location. Uh, this Just give the, the, the listeners out there an idea of the, the name and the voice that they can uh, associate that with. So with that, uh, Zoom people, uh, jump in there and uh, tell Craig hello. Hey, Craig, hello. it's Jamie from Girls Play Off-Road in Cole Township, PA. Um I have got a partnership with E3 Off-Road, which is a huge network. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if with your permission, I'd love to introduce you to them because I know that they're looking with companies to work with and possibly that there's a niche being that there's such a large presence through the E3 Off-Road family. So Right, sure. Sure, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. So I shot you a message in um, the chat for your email address. And this way, I will okay. introduce you to the executive team over there so that this way, you know, the three of us could possibly work together. Sure. Sure. Yep. Hey, we have a whole marketing department that we, we, we hang up, we, we uh, can hook them up with to take care of that, some of that kind of stuff. That would be awesome. So, uh, this is John Great. Central Secretary. Uh, quick question. I noticed on your website, at least if I'm on the right one, if you go down to on the markets we serve and you look at truck and off-road, I don't see a catalog button uh, like you do on the other other ones. Is that forthcoming or is that accident? Right, now, mis- we, right now, I don't think we have a current, we don't have a current truck and off-road catalog at the, at the moment. And uh, I'm honestly not sure where, where we're at with that one. The that market is, is really, as you guys know, it's kind of hard to, to cover where we, because we deal with so many different lines. And uh, if you see some of the other catalogs, some of our other catalogs are up to 800 pages, and we make those all in-house. We do everything ourselves in-house. And uh, a lot of the off-road stuff can, tends to be, especially the current stuff, is like year, make, model. And so without, without building a bunch of uh, application uh, guides that are already out there, uh, we haven't done one recently. So what what kind of a uh, you mentioned in there that you um, <laughs> a lot of big uh, suspension uh, companies? Um, what could you give us an example of like a couple of them that you you carry or that you that you work with? Sure, of the off road brands. Uh, yes. Well, we deal with um, the Warren, uh, Rancho, Skyjacker, uh, Rough Country. Suspension wise, do PO lights case or not? Yeah, we do PO lights. Rigid lights, KC lights. Um, the basics, uh, the, the best, big names, that you're saying. You, you kind of deal with a lot of yeah, them. Be, yeah. Yeah, Best Stop, Bushwhacker. Um, quite a few I just can't think of off the top of my head. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I was just, just, just curious. I didn't see a lot of them on the, on the website there. And then last one, I promise, is um, if there's like a local area that you, you work with or a local dealer or distributor or something like that in the is there a way to find out what that list is or, or what, what are the uh, advantages there? Yeah. For like a dealer locator. Um, mm-hmm. We don't offer that yet on our, on our own website, but if you call, we can, we can direct you uh, in that mm-hmm. point you in that direction to someone. But that's like I say, suggesting that because we're all well known on the wholesale side of things. If you go into your local shop and say, Hey, do you buy anything from these guys? Um, Chances are, you know, there, there might be somebody out there that says, oh, yeah, I, I know who they are. Or, oh, I've heard of them. They may not buy from us, but they've probably heard of us. So encourage them to call us, please. We, uh-huh. we deal with a couple. We actually own, uh, I should mention, I didn't mention this during the little interview, but we have a couple of different companies that we actually own under the umbrella, umbrella Motor State. Distributing is our wholesale division. Um, we also own All-Star Performance that you may, have, may or may not have heard of. That's probably our biggest. It actually is our biggest line that we sell, and it's our own house brand. Um, we deal with uh, quick car racing, makes a lot of gauges, um, uh, panels, uh, gauge panels and things like that. Um, also, MPD, 
and TI-22 are both two lines we own that do strictly just sprint car stuff. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> SureTrax, which I'm a um, I'm brand uh, manager for, is in the past has been nothing but uh, basically weight bags for trucks for the wintertime to put extra weight in them. And I'm taking that in kind of the off-road direction. So I've got some um, recovery ropes coming. They've actually been built. I'm just waiting for packaging to get done on those. And uh, those are made in the USA. And we'll be adding some other, we've got soft shackles and, and ropes in, in all the common sizes. And then we're also going to be adding some other trinkets and stuff as we go along and uh, hopefully hopefully building out that line in a, in a off-road direction. Nice. I have a quick question for you, Craig. My name's Julianne. I own Wrangle Her. And in the near future, I am aiming to race in King of the Hammers. And I've pretty much got everything in alignment. I just have to build it now. Um, do you guys sell products for off-road racing, high-performance vehicles? Or is it more, I heard you say drag racing and high-performance racing. But I didn't get too specific on that. So I'm just curious, like steel panels, you mentioned gauges, which would be helpful. Yep. Well, pretty much, you know, when you get to the performance end of things, performance is performance, and, you know, an engine, a transmission, gears, axles, they don't care what they're in. So, you know, whether it's in a drag car or a Jeep or a F-150, it doesn't really matter. A lot of that okay. kind of stuff is pretty universal. Universal, um, okay. We do a lot of, yeah, we do a lot of safety equipment, but, you know, engine engine stuff, transmission stuff, driveline, um, we do we do a fair amount of that. We're a, we're a, we're a Dana Spicer dealer. Um, oh, we, cool. we carry some crate axles. We, we keep some of that stuff on the shelf. Also do a little bit with Curry and keep some of their, you know, a few of their axles on the shelf. Um, those are one of those items that if you've had to, if you tried to buy a crate axle in the, in the last couple of years, if you have it on the shelf, you'll sell it. If you don't have it, you won't because they take a long time to get. That's um, mm -hmm. been getting a little bit better. But, but yeah, we do. We do a lot. We do. We do quite a bit. That's awesome. Do you have any superchargers? Do you sell superchargers or no? We do. We deal with um, BDS and also Wyand. And I think there's one other one I think we deal with too. They can't that escape me right now. Tony and I um, have become friends with the CEO of Sprintex Superchargers. So if you're ever looking to mm -hmm. add another company to your line, don't hesitate to ask Tony. He does also have his contact information. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be decent. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. We do a couple of turbo lines too. I think, uh, turbo netics and, uh, I think we still deal with them. There's two different ones that we deal with and a uh, turbo smart maybe was another one. So we deal with nice. some, some turbo charging stuff too. That's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is, this I'm, is Larry from St. Louis. So just out of curiosity, so if somebody wanted to buy a crate motor or some of, something like that to go along with those axles, do you sell all that as well? We actually do, yeah. We deal with uh, blueprint crate engines, and we also have a, uh, have a contact. So we, do, we sell GM performance engines, and we also do Ford racing. So uh, I'm on your website. Do you, are those strictly items you call in for, or I don't see a a spot on the website or maybe I'm not in the right areas. Well, because we're wholesale, we don't, we don't have a card or anything on, on that. We okay. actually have a portal that we offer to our dealers that, okay. that you can get all that information, but you have to be a dealer to get that. If you go to our, our, uh, our parent company there, the laneonmotive.com, we do have more of that information there. There's, we don't do a, we don't have a cart there. Um, and the reason we don't do that is because the retail part of our business is extremely small and the wholesale part of our business is huge. So we try not to step on our dealer's toes. So we have not gone the way of selling direct yet. So, Craig, let me ask you this. I, I think there's no way of getting away from questions, but because you don't deal with the general public, does that mean you don't have as many technical questions? You don't have to uh, answer a lot of stupid questions? <laughs> oh, no. No, we do, we do a lot of that. We, we have a very... Um, we have a very uh, technical staff. Uh, most of the guys that work for me, I have, I'm in charge of the wholesale domestic sales, so I deal with all the sales in the U.S. I have 28 people that work for me. Um, 
most of them are sales related and I bet the average length of time there is probably 20 plus years. Wow. And they're all drag racers, uh, circle track racers, sprint car racers. Um, there's a couple guys that are interested in the, in the off-road and the Jeep stuff. I'm, I'm by far the most into it. Well, you're the boss. But, yeah, you need, got, you need to tell, tell them how it is, man. And you need to do off-road stuff, you know, if you want to continue working I know, here. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, when that's why sprint? we're doing this. You know, we're trying, we're trying to get our name out there. Uh-huh. When you say sprint cars and stuff like that, I'm assuming y'all are in with the World of Outlaws and all the uh, the, the big events. Oh, yeah, sorry. sprint cars, mini sprints, midgets. Yep. Oh, they, like, they like being called little people now, correct? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Craig, this is Chip from Illinois, and I, I'm, I work for a manufacturer who sells to distributors, and then they resell to users. Um, so, I'm mm -hmm. kind of in the supply chain, but totally nothing to do with automotive, right? So, I'm, I'm out of the industry okay. for that. So, I'm just curious, you know. So, I've in modifying my Jeep, I've gone to. I've gone to the local shop and they've made recommendations and sometimes I just let them get the parts and, and it depends on how intense it is. I have them install things like re the rear end and, and, you know, uh, rebuilding or, or, or re gearings and those things I'm not able to do, but like installing a lift kit, you know, I've got options of going to distributors that are out there like Quadratech and Northridge and different people that we've used in the in the off-road market specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but then I can also get online and, and contact like Terraflex. I can call them directly and order parts directly from Terraflex. Um, I don't yep. know whether I've never tried to do that with Rough Country or, or the other ones that you've mentioned when, that you're carrying currently. But I guess I'm curious with all the access we have today on the computers and people either going direct to manufacturer and the manufacturer typically is selling at full retail. So now they're making their margin plus your margin potentially. And, and then you have the manufacturers that now they have, if they sell to you and then you sell to a dealer who's then doing an install. Um, I guess I'm just curious how all that works or do you see an impact with the internet and how distribution's working and, and, knowing that you're now working in the off-road side of it, how is, how do you, where do you see your fit on that? That's, that's a actually really good question. And it's, it's something that we uh, struggle with, you know, as a distributor, uh, we're here to support the dealers, you know, who in turn support all of you. And a lot of, a lot of manufacturers, you'd be hard pressed anymore to find some that don't, they sell direct to the, to the consumer. And yeah, they make more money at it, and they, you know, they're making more margin, obviously, because they're cutting out us and they're cutting out the, the jobber store, or the speed shop, or the installer. So they cut them all out. So yeah, they make more money, but that company, whether it's whoever it is, you know, I won't even name any names, but whoever that company right. is, they can't support the whole country because they have, you know. 10 or 12 people that work there entirely. They have two guys on the tech line, three guys on the tech line. They can't support. I don't know if any of you have ever tried to call, recent years call Holly or call, Comp Cams isn't quite as bad, but they have, they've gathered so many companies now that uh, it's very tough for them, very tough for anybody to get through to them without waiting on, on, on hold for forever to get through. The local guy, you can walk into him and, and maybe he's on the phone and you got away from him, you got off the phone and you talk to him. He's usually a lot more available, you know, a lot more uh, readily available to you. Um, but it is it is something that we that we struggle with. Um, and I thought it was an interesting thing. I hope I don't cause any problems here. But during the whole pandemic, when uh, all these companies, very small, I mean, most of these companies that you talk about are very small relatively. They've got 10, 12, 20 people maybe working there. Um, a lot of them had to go home. They had to quit. You know, they had to send everybody home. They couldn't do any manufacturing. And the whole country, everybody got their $600 or their $1,200 from the government. And, you know, enthusiasts being enthusiasts, you put that in the bank? Heck no. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're not working. You're going to go spend that on Jeep parts, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were busier than we had ever been during the pandemic. And what's, 
what you got to remember is all those companies closed down, but who stayed open were the warehouses. Well, there's there's probably a dozen of us good sized warehouses throughout the company country. We all stayed open. We were able to ship product to get it to the company's hands or the customer's hands, and we're, we're basically what kept things going. Because the manufacturers, you've all run into it. I don't even have to mention anybody. You've all run into it where you, in the last two years, you couldn't get something and it was on terminal back order. The companies couldn't keep up. You know, once, once, that, once that supply chain dried up for a while, it's very hard to fill that pipeline back up. It takes a long time. We're just now in 2023 getting back to um, our inventory levels that we had prior to 2020. But it's, it's taken a long time to get back there. So when you go to follow up on that, I guess, um, looking through, I was looking through your catalog. I think it's on one of the racing ones, but it looks like you have a lot of drive, like engine, transmission, um, drivetrain related parts. And, and whether that's holly or, or, you know, carburation or all those things, um, clear through exhaust, where a lot of times on Jeep stuff, I mean, we're looking at new lights you know, like cube lights, like you mentioned rigid and KC, um, but mm -hmm. also, you know, just uh, bumpers and, and, and rock rails and a bunch of different parts that we're bolting on ourselves or, or that are fairly easy installs. It would look like right. a lot, like what, when, when, when they were asking about when Jamie was at, or excuse me, Julie was asking about the, Jamie was asking about the, uh, uh, you need to take better notes, Chip. Well, King of the Hammer, I need another drink. I, I said, anyway, King of the Hammers. Uh, you need your really, hybrid hats. Yeah. A drivetrain drive perspective, that's where you could really help her or her, her, not her directly maybe, but her, whoever's doing her build. Yes, probably <laughs> correct. But we do, we also do a lot of fabrication stuff because most, you know, most race cars are fabricated. You know, they're either sure. built by, um, a dealer that's putting them together or the individuals just, just put them together. So we deal, if you ever look at uh, all-star performance, that line is, I don't know, six, 7,000 part numbers we have in there now. And it's all fabrication stuff. So tabs, brackets, tubing, um, some, some tools that, you know, to, to manipulate the tubing. Um, that's, that's all fabrication type stuff, which, you know, I've talked to guys, tried to explain guys understand in my, in the industry, understand hot rods, right? So you understand that that 32 Ford or whatever, and that, well, that's a, you know that's a hot rod. I said, well, what's the difference between a Jeep? You know what we do? We change engines, we change transmissions, we change rear ends, we change we change everything. It's no different than than a 32 Ford. It's just got four wheel drive. You know, it's we we change it we change it all. So yeah, there's a, there's quite a bit of fabrication stuff in in the All Star line, and again, depending on which catalog you're looking at, they're they're directed towards one market or another. So the uh, the all there the Lane Automotive website rather has has everything listed there, and I think it's in the tabs up on the top. We do have a a um, line card listed, so you can see all the vendors that we do deal with. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good question. Once I got it out, where's your where's your Jeep Talk Show hat, uh, Chip? You're pub <clears throat> in public. You need to have that hat on. It also it's will help Jeep. you. It's in it, my Jeep, so I can wear it when I'm riding my Jeep. Oh, oh good save. He's not sitting on his little porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Inside baseball from Easter Jeep Safari. <laughs> but, hey, don't apologize, Tony. If they were there, they would know. Uh, it's very true. And I'll just Talk mention this. And, and, Craig, this, this includes you. Uh, we're trying to get a lot of Jeep talk show people. We have a lot of uh, JTS people at Easter Jeep Safari this year. We want to get a lot there next year. And Craig, you are officially invited. Do you ever go to Easter Jeep Safari? Oh, you, you yeah. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> How dare me ask such a silly question? <laughs> I was at the tail of a tail end of it. We came uh, some friends of our, uh, mine. Uh, back in 2003, uh -huh. I think we, we came out there and caught like the Friday and Saturday events. And then we stayed the week after and wheeled with a bunch of uh, uh, Red Rock guys that mm -hmm. they, that my friend knew. Um, so yeah, I would, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm hoping that I have my sure tracks line, uh, line uh, dialed in enough that at that point I could come and 
in in uh, display at the at the event. Oh, do, yeah, do that, some of that. that'd be great. Like to like to meet you out there. I got to meet a lot of people that I've interviewed out there. It was so much fun. And I'll just mention this really quick because it's bragging. Um, so uh, we were eating uh, breakfast at the uh, Moab Diner. And we would get the eight-person table, and I think it was one morning that you uh, you uh, joined us, uh, Julianne. Uh, we had the eight-person table, but we had to pull up two more chairs to it, and I think then two more. So we had the biggest table in the place. They have two of these eight-position eight tables. We had it, but we had so many chairs around it. I would like to get enough Jeep talk show people out there to fill up the whole damn restaurant. We'll just we'll just say no. We want to schedule this. Uh, you, you'll make plenty of money. It's all all Jeep people. Don't you know? We're, yeah, we're cheap, but we'll tip. <laughs> just fill <laughs> up the whole every, thing. I was so happy I joined you guys that morning. I love that. Usually in the everybody, all the aftermarket industry owners are usually always in there. So every year, because I've gone for the last seven years, and other than the two years for. Uh, you know, COVID, but they're usually all there. So you walk in and it's like, hi, 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 hi. And then you sit down. So you're there for like a half hour, 45 minutes, saying hi to everybody. And then you sit down and eat. <laughs> oh, I noticed that it was a, it was a great place to, to go and uh, celebrity watch, uh, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would I definitely mean, like to get out there again. Yeah. I would, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail the conversation, but uh, it was just so That's much fun right. out there. All right. Hey, Greg, this is Bob from Colorado. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, so I'm actually the guy Scott put you in contact with about doing the interview tonight. And before you go too far, I was going to ask you if you wanted to mention the uh, Silver Lake Sand Dunes Jeep Invasion. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Sure. So there's there's an event that we we, uh, help sponsor that's here in Michigan. And I know there's a couple of people I heard that were here from Michigan. So you've heard about the Silver Lake sand dunes, of course, which is the only dunes you can drive on that's west of the Mississippi or east of the Mississippi. And uh, we're, we're regulars up there. Uh, and and we've, we're sponsoring it. We help sponsor the Silver Lake sand dunes Jeep invasion. And that's going on uh, June, forgive me in the dates, right after Memorial Day, 4th, 5th, and 6th, I think. Fridays, basically Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday, um, which is a pretty good time. They have they have close to a thousand jeeps, you know, depending on the weather. So uh, it's a pretty good weekend. It's just, it's a lot of fun. They have a midway. They get they get some vendors to show up, and uh, they do some fun stuff. And you get to go out and play on the dunes. Greg, is that an annual event every that year that weekend every year? Yes, it is every yeah. single year. Asian. Yep, I'm there every year too. So, Craig, I'll see you there. We could go hit the dunes together. Where I will be in the tent working, but I will be out there before and after, sir. Yes, same here. I'll have my vendor booth there too. So, you'll have to come by. I'll stop by. I'll say hi to you. Craig okay, and girls, I would like to meet you. We're going to add it onto our 2024 calendar to get the whole team up there. That would Just be great. It's a, it's a good time. It's a lot of good time. What, what most people that's not familiar with, with Michigan or whatever, we have a lot of people that come from, you know, we've had vendors come from out west and things like that. And, you know, it's right on Lake Michigan. So you can't drive in the lake, but you can right, drive right down to it. So you can, you know, if you want to lay out at the beach, it's there. You can drive right to the beach. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty unique thing. The other thing that's unique about it, if you've never been there before, is um, I know you guys have been out. You said King of the Hammers, and I know you're talking about Moab. Um, there's a lot of sand out there and things like that, but it's dirty and Lake Michigan, uh, washes all the sand. So you can run around out hidden in sand dunes and there's no dust. There's no nothing. It's just plain, clean beach sand. Yeah. June 1st through 4th, 2023 is the, uh, Jeep invasion. There you go. Thank you. It's a great, it's a great That's probably, I got to mute, mute, mute my second one, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't yeah. figure out how to mute yourself? No, not on my phone. Yeah, for us that's the second that's the same weekend of the uh the JTS event in Texas also. Yeah, June the third. Yep. Something But if you drive fast yeah. you could do both. <laughs> there you go. Need Julian's uh, supercharger for that. <laughs> yes, that's what I just said. 
Yeah, I might as well, I might as well it, mention it, that. I mean, I don't want to compete against a, a big event. We we don't have a thousand Jeeps, but uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, Off Road Event uh, Texas, the third annual one. Uh, we're going to be holding it at uh, Hidden Falls again this year. Uh, we're going to make it a lot simpler where it's going to be wheeling and bring your own damn food. Uh, Chuck cooked the steaks and all kinds of things last year, and it was a lot of fun, but there just wasn't enough time to to do everything because there was so much stuff going on. So we're going to make it simple this year. We're going to drive off-road like Jeepers do and uh, talk shit about stuff while we eat lunch, maybe sandwiches. So it actually might be even considered an overlanding event if there's sandwiches involved, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think everybody needs to uh, make their own. <laughs> I'll buy them from the party store. But I hope you guys can come down. I know it's a long a long drive. Uh, Larry, are you planning on coming down again this year? I think you're probably the, the furthest one out. Oh, absolutely. Man, that's just amazing to me. Thank you for doing that. It just uh, It's a, a, a big uh, uh, shot in the arm when uh, people want to drive that far just to uh, come see the uh, the Red Jeep. You know, if they can't afford a Red Jeep themselves, at least you can come look at one, right? <laughs> I'll fly in and ride along. <laughs> there you go. All right, or so we're talking with Craig uh, MotorState.com. If you didn't uh, get the the uh, the URL, uh, so uh, anybody got anything else you'd like to talk to Craig about? I mean, I'm very impressed with the questions that you guys have uh, have come up with. Yeah, they've been good. So, Craig, you had mentioned you have a whole off off road line coming in with the ropes and the shackles and everything. Um, yes. So when 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 will you be ready to to open up the dealers and everything for that well i've got i've got everything in line and what i've been told from the manufacturers the ropes are done uh, they're just waiting on the boxes and and basically the packaging to get finished yes. so i hope to have it up it was supposed to be done in the middle of march and and it didn't happen quite yet then so uh but i did hear from them a week ago or so and they, and they had the ropes did they were manufactured so they're they're built are you going to have to take some and put them put them in your Jeep just to test them out? No, me. Yeah, I've already got a pile of them. <laughs> we, of course, we've been doing that. We've been testing. <laughs> we, uh, it, it, in fact, we went to, and I see there's a one of my one of my friends is on here. Nate, wave Nate, say hi. So Nate's a local guy. He actually used to work for us years ago. Now now Nate sells Jeeps. So sales manager. Sales, whatever, yeah. Selling the dream. Jeeps. Yeah, selling the dream, yeah. So, but we went out to Moab in, in September, uh, right after Labor Day, uh, about about a dozen of us, and we took, made sure I had a whole bunch of them so we could take promotional pictures and videos and things like that while we were there knowing it was coming. So um, we've, we've, we've got some. we played with them. And we've, we've used them and abused them. Are these the elastic-style ropes that you're you're talking about? Yep, yep. They're the they're the it's recovery rope or a kinetic rope. Kinetic, like yes. Call it that. Um, yep. The funny thing when I started doing research and looking for manufacturers, I would call up these guys that built ropes and said, "I'm looking for these kinetic energy ropes." And they said, "You mean a rope?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I mean these kinetic ropes that they stretch." And they said, "And they said, no, you mean a rope." And I was like, "Well, I want these ropes that they use for off roading." And they do. I'm trying to explain it. And he says, "No, you want a rope." He said, "What you do is you determine what you want to use, what you want to do with the rope." And then that determines what material you use to make the rope. So different materials react differently. So, you know, a, a, a rope that's made to, like a winch line is made the same way as a kinetic energy rope or recovery rope is built, but it's made out of different materials, so it reacts differently. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the uh, recovery ropes basically are just nylon, and they stretch about 28 to 30%. That's just what's built in them. The, I can't remember the initials. UHMWP ultra high molecular polyethylene is what the the winch ropes are made out of. They stretch like less than one percent. Right. So it's a matter of what you know, building the rope to do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I was when I was talking to you before we got started uh, recording. I had asked uh, if you had uh, gone to a manufacturer, uh, and I, I, the, the direction I was going is is that we interviewed uh, Yankum Ropes a while back, and I actually mm -hmm. ordered one of those, and uh, I haven't used it yet, but just the quality of it, and of course it's red, so I love it. Uh, it's just uh, I've been really uh, happy that I, I, I got one, uh, and now I'll be honest with you, you know how you see these guys with the 
the 12 inch D rings hanging off the back of their their trucks right next to the set of truck nuts. Uh, I really wanted one of those uh, two or three inch diameter ropes they make for boats. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. That thing is so big and it's elastic. So, uh, so it is. It, but uh, yeah, I, I told him that I think they ought to uh, sell, you know, like a foot long piece of that, so you can just put it up on the on your uh, uh, shelf or something. Because it's just amazing to look at a rope that that's it, that, that is that big. Yeah, surprisingly, we we also sell bubble ropes. We we deal with them. Yep, and rope, they make a two of. inch rope. Mm-hmm. We make it. They make a two inch rope, and right across the street from our facility is a is kind of the local uh, uh, dump as well, about a block away. And uh, they come and buy those ropes from us, and they break about two of those a year. The great big wow. two inch diameter, which I think the breaking strength is a hundred thousand pounds or something. Mm-hmm. But they use them for pulling out loaders and dump trucks and uh, trash trucks that are full, you know, and they break a couple of them a year, believe it or not. I bet you that's a hell of a noise when uh, they go off, too. It's yeah. got to be, but it's, 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 it's cheaper than, you know, than ruining a, a frame on a, on a dump truck or Absolutely. A, uh, a loader or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't ever used one before, they're, they're very interesting to use. If you've used the chains or used straps, once you use a rope, you won't. You'll just get rid of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You, you won't mess with the rest of them. Well, I mentioned to you uh, before we started that I'm not a big cable fan. I'm sorry, big uh, synthetic uh, cable fan on winches. Uh, but I love the idea of these uh, elastic ropes that you can use because you're gradually increasing the the uh, how much. Uh, uh, torque or how much weight that you're that it's carrying and it uh it, it, mm-hmm. it's better than having a chain because you try to do that with chain by hooking it up and, and taking off at a, a high speed uh it's just not good uh but you can do that with these things and you get that extra pulling power kind of uh, accumulative effect yeah exactly exactly they're so much easier on the vehicles and and safer and you know you can use them for you can double them up and triple them up whatever you need to do to to get the job done um, so it's yeah, it's definitely a much safer way. And it's the same thing with the soft shackles. It's a lot, a lot safer to use. I mean, the the steel shackles have their place, and and by, everybody should have those too. But the the soft shackles are so easy to use. Um, we're actually making one that's uh, we're going to make a long one. So it's they call it a twenty inch. It's got a when you hook it together, it's about a twenty inch diameter. So it's a great big long one. So you can reach under vehicles. You can wrap it around stuff if you need to. Um, I was using the, one of the ones we have for uh, uh, experimenting with, and I use using it for pulling trees out and wrapping around a tree, you know, small saplings and stuff a couple of times and, you know, see if I can hurt it, see if I can break it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far it's held up really good. Yep, yep. So if, I, if I'm hearing you right, Greg, what you're saying as a distributor, you, we should buy one of everything you sell. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. 100%. Greg, do your ropes come in different colors? Um, right now we're starting with yellow, but we can I can have them made in any color of the rainbow. So, I need a pink uh, one. Oh no! <laughs> we've Tony looks his red, and I'm all about the pink. <laughs> we've we've talked about making some colors once we get established to do like support breast cancer or um, multiple sclerosis or you know any of those kind of things that kind of have colors that go along with it because. Because obviously we all know somebody that's had that. We've got people at work that have that have dealt with one disease or another, and, and so we've thought about doing that. That, that is kind of on my radar to do that down the road. Probably right. a limited, you know, limited edition. And don't forget about uh, Christmas and the nice candy cane, uh, the red and white stripe. That would be good. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> just, yeah, nobody's actually done that. They would just pack it up with uh, the rest of the Christmas decorations, and they'd pull it out and put it in the Jeep. <laughs> Yeah, they used to be the oldest one in the book for tools. You'd always paint it pink because nobody would steal it. (laughs) No, I think pink pink is a a wonderful color. There's so many women getting involved, Uh, and and of course, it's not just a woman's color. But uh, there's so many women getting involved in the uh, in the Jeep sport that uh, oh, they they love the bright colors and especially uh, uh, the uh, the pink uh, type stuff. Or or maybe you could do uh, the Tuscadera uh, color, the kind of purplish one too. So that's the other thing you need to get into if you really want to waste a lot of money is uh, color matching the uh, the jeeps <laughs> color match you know yeah. that's not a bad idea as you're talking about it's not a bad idea because people will buy them oh absolutely i mean if you if you color match d-rings you know that they would love to color match the uh the, the bubble ropes or the elastic ropes 
Yeah, it's a good idea. Oh, you'll get a lot of uh, uh, what you think is good ideas by listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to start somewhere. A lot of a lot of that good ideas come from spitballing and just mm-hmm. just talking about silly stuff. Well, if you ever listen to much of the show, you'll hear on the interviews. I'll I'll uh, I'll tell somebody, and this is a warning sign. I'll tell somebody I got a, a million dollar Jeep talk show idea for you. And uh, I'll, I'll tell them. Now, I did come up with a pretty good one. I told uh, one of the people from uh, Toledo Jeep Fest that what they should do is talk Jeep into uh, doing an honor badge for the, the trail, not the trail ride, the, the, the parade. Oh, the parade. Yeah, yeah, the parade at Toledo Jeep Fest. So you can actually sign oh. up for an honor badge so that you were in the Toledo Jeep Fest parade for whatever year it was. And that was like, a, I had a couple of dumb ideas. And she goes, uh, she goes oh. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, Bantam yeah, I think did. Jeep a, um, would get behind that. Yep. I think yeah, Bantam would. did an anniversary badge. Everybody that had a vendor booth at Bantam for their tenth or tenth anniversary, they all got the anniversary badge to put on their Jeep. It was really nice. Yeah. But very, Tony, yeah. I thought you had said something about the passenger badge, or maybe that was Rosie from Max's Tires because she was driving with me on the trails. Somebody had said something about a Jeep badge of honor for the passenger. Well, I was, I was thinking she probably was talking about an insurance policy uh, for the passenger. If she was riding with you. <laughs> I, I think the pass the passenger needs more of a reward sometimes than the driver because I don't I don't I'm not a good passenger. I don't like to. Oh, no. I don't like it when I'm not in control. Exactly. I don't mind it when I'm driving, but I'm not in control. That's different. Okay, here's a here's a Jeep talk show million dollar idea. Call it the Get a Grip. Uh, honor badge as a passenger yes! honor badge. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. While you run your computer. <laughs> you anything with my video from Sunday that we need to get up? This video? No. The one that I did from the Jeep that I was speaking that I was grateful for the weekend. I guess Jamie's got a video she's putting up. To. I guess so. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs> like, I've got a YouTube that it's got to get up that I shot on uh, <laughs> Sunday for E3. And I thought that it was uh, being worked on right now. But I thought I muted I, out. My I, apologies. I, I like that CEO voice you were using, too. She's <laughs> <laughs> standing in front of her when she uses it. It's just as intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else? Anybody else got any more questions for Craig? Motorstate.com? No, thanks for all the information. Like super informative. It's interesting. Like I and I and Jillian, well, I told you this. Always trust Chris. Chris finds great guests. Oh actually Bob. Bob got this guest. Sorry, Bob. Yep. Now we have to trust Bob, which is just problematic. <laughs> so Craig, Craig, you're based out of uh near Benton Harbor, Michigan? Yeah, right, right. Well, a little, a little town not too far from there. Yeah, Waterville is called. Yeah, it's in the southwest corner of Michigan. Yep. But do you sell internationally? Yes, we do. Cool. So, a good little small town business out of a little town in Michigan selling internationally is pretty cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, we, we our, our, our founder, I'll, I'll give you a quick background. Our founder started it. Um, George Lane was his name. He's he passed away just a couple years ago. Unfortunately, he was a he was a COVID problem, COVID victim. But he uh, uh-huh. he started out as a big time drag racer back in the you know in the fifties, and he used to get paid with you know he had a he had a he had a front engine dragster. He would get paid uh, you know to go to the drag strips. They'd pay him just to come and drag you know just run up and down the down the drag strip. And he was going. Of course, we we live on the on the west side of the state. And Detroit being, you know, Detroit in that, in the, you know, in those, in that era in the sixties, um, that was the Mecca for, for that kind of stuff. And so he would run to Detroit area a couple times a week, pick up parts that he needed. And he had friends that said, Hey, while you're there, can you get me, you know, a set of headers? Can you get me this? Can you bring me back that? Sure. And so he recognized, well, why don't I bring back two and started storing them in his garage. And so this little two-car garage turned into his first little showroom, and it just basically, you know, went from there. And he just literally started in his garage, um, and now our, our facility is, the, the one building is 425,000 square feet, and we have another, our other building that we moved out of is 
about 50,000 square feet. So, um, you know, all that out of just, just bringing stuff back from meat shops. That's so very cool. It's been, a, it's been a pretty neat, pretty neat story. Yeah. Pretty neat, uh, pretty neat thing to deal with. I, I never could afford it, but I've often thought, uh, one, why don't I get, why don't I just get two? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's an interesting story. And that's a great way taking a risk, taking a chance and uh, turning it into something that not only uh, makes money uh, for the individual, but uh, helps feed other families by providing jobs. I think that is just a wonderful and, and, and really the American way. So it's a, it's a great story. And I don't know if we mentioned it here uh, on the recording, uh, the uh, MotorState, uh, dot, uh, or not necessarily .com, but MotorState has been in business for 60 years, correct? Yep. Yeah, 1964 is when basically when he started. Yep. Very, very nice. And there's so much more parts now, I'm sure, a lot of more interesting things, so much of a variety uh, of items to sell. But uh, I know that makes the job harder, but I bet it makes it a lot more interesting. And I would imagine you get a fair amount of new stuff uh, to look at every year. We do. There's, there's every once in a while somebody comes out with something that's really unique. I mean, you know, it even in the just even in the, in the Jeep niche, most of the stuff. Every once in a while somebody comes out with something that's really cool, but a lot of it is just new. You know, kind of reinventing what somebody else already did. And a lot of redundancy in, in some of the stuff that that we do. But uh, you know, it's all got its own little twist. So right. everybody's got got their own little twist on it. Yeah, and sometimes that twist is uh, better or it's a lot better, and sometimes it's not. But, uh, yeah, uh, selections are great. Well, Craig, you know how the kids love the social media. Now, I'll remind everybody, uh, uh, Motor State isn't somebody you can go to and buy directly from, but they have a lot of uh, vendors that they deal with that you can buy uh, through them. Uh, So I don't know if you guys have social media stuff uh, out there, uh, because I think that just helps promote people to come try to buy stuff from you. But do you have some social media out there? We do. Yeah, all of our companies have uh, have Facebook accounts, um, Instagram. I don't think we do much with Twitter, um, but those are those are primarily ones that that we use. And of course, we've got websites for all of them, all of the companies, uh, except with the exception of Motor State and Lane Automotive, all the rest of the companies. You can buy right from the their website. Oh, but, okay. Like I said, none, none of those are really Jeep related. My my Sure Tracks line, you can you can buy from there. And uh, right now, there's nothing on there but our weight bags, so uh, it's not much it's not much interest. But uh, it will be. It'll be coming. Mm-hmm. Can you can they go to MotorState.com and then find links to these other uh, these other businesses? Yeah, I believe they do. If, if for sure, I know you can go to LaneAutomotive.com. Okay. Um, because that being the parent, that being the parent company, uh, every, there's links to everything there. And is that lane like a street lane? Uh, LaneAutomotive.com. Yep. Okay. Well, great. Yep. L a n e Automotive.com. Well, thanks a lot for being with us tonight, Craig. And uh, I hope uh, hope you had had some fun and uh, that you uh, can come back sometime in the soon. And hopefully, we could see you at EJS uh, 2024. Man, I hope so. If you're going <laughs> to go to Jeep Beach, I've, I've been I've been to Jeep Beach before, so. I would uh, love to do that again, too. Yeah, very nice, very nice. All right, guys, that's it for tonight. That is a, uh, a roundtable recording, but as I always say, the roundtable continues. Sometimes it continues to midnight central time. It just really depends on the conversation, and you never know what you're going to miss if you're not here for the recording. You don't have to talk. You don't have to speak up. I, I think it's just a matter of time before you find yourself having to say something, <laughs> having to ask a question, having to make a statement. Uh, so uh, then that's how we get you because it's just so much fun to be here. And uh, I have conversations with uh, like-minded people. And, you know, we're all different, but we, uh, we're all the same in as much as we love Jeeps. So uh, every week we do this, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the Zoom room usually gets started about 7.30, so you can get here and uh, connect in and start talking to folks. Uh, the, the show should start at uh, 8, 8 p.m. We record for about an hour, and then uh, we turn it all over to the Zoom people, and we just have uh, some generic uh, Jeep conversation. And sometimes it goes down a rabbit hole. You know how conversations can be. So please join us, and if and please feel free to in, uh, invite anybody you like, because we uh, it, this isn't any kind of... Uh, you, you got to buy a ticket or you have to get an invite or any of that. Now, it will be easier for you to keep up with uh, when we're doing the roundtables, even though it's every Tuesday, 
uh, by signing up for our newsletter. So there's all kinds of ways that you can uh, co- connect with us, uh, including the, the newsletter, just by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll see a bunch of ways there. And I got to tell you if, you, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you really enjoy it, think about supporting us on Patreon. And it's really easy to sign up. It costs five bucks. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com, and you will see it up there at the very top. There's a banner ad that has a blinking subscribe. I mean, how how much easier could it be? I mean, other than us paying for it for you. Uh, but uh, we're going to leave that part to you, of course. So, uh, you know, please consider giving us a, a, a subscription and a little support, financial support. And uh, it lets us do go and do things like Easter Jeep Safari, uh, which you benefit from uh, hearing about it. And if you go out there, you benefit from it, from just having fun with us. So until next week, you guys have a great Jeep week. Uh, Big thanks to our guest again, Craig, at uh, MotorState.com. And uh, next week will be just a a generic set of uh, Jeep questions that we have so much fun with. And I don't know if everybody has heard this episode or not. Uh, We actually asked one time, uh, have you ever had sex in your Jeep? And then we had to tell Bob it, it was like with somebody, not alone. Broadcasting since 2010.